0: Fast-moving developments in the case of 42 people charged with domestic terrorism while protesting the construction of a police training facility in Atlanta, popularly known as Cop City. On Friday, June 23rd, DeKalb County District Attorney Sherry Boston announced she was pulling her office out of the multi-jurisdictional prosecution brought in December and March.
1: We had some, some differences, and when I say we, I mean myself and the Attorney General's office, about who should be charged and what they should be charged with.
2: If we can to how much you can provide.
1: You know, the value set of our office is that I will only proceed on cases that I believe that I can make um, beyond a reasonable doubt. And we only charge those cases in the DeKalb County district attorney's office. And so um, in order for me to continue to live up to um, the values of our office and my prosecution approach, mm-hmm. um, I, have to, I have to stick with that value.
0: Among those arrested and charged with domestic terrorism in March was Southern Poverty Law Center attorney Thomas Webb Jurgens, who was acting as a legal observer for the National Lawyers Guild. Later that month, the Georgia Attorney General exclusively brought new charges against three activists aligned with the Atlanta Solidarity Fund. The three were charged with money laundering and charity fraud. One of the 42 arrested and charged under domestic terrorism was in New York City last Sunday. Her name is Priscilla Grimm, and she's a Georgia resident. At the church of Stop Shopping on the Lower East Side, the choir, led by Reverend Billy Tallon, sang Grimm's praises. Tears welled up in Grimm's eyes as the singers bid her welcome. Grimm spoke with the news outside the event. She says she spent 31 days in jail before she was bailed out, adding, because DeKalb County withdrew, doesn't mean her troubles are over.
1: She recused herself from the case, so now it's up to the Attorney General, Chris Carr of Georgia, to stop this insane process.
0: And so you're one of those people?
1: I am one of those people, yes. Can you just in two minutes explain? It? Sure. So basically, I was charged for with domestic terrorism for wearing black and being in a forest. The district attorney of DeKalb County, Georgia, has recused herself from the case. She is refusing to prosecute them. There's 40 of us who have this charge. So now it's up to the Attorney General of Georgia, Chris Carr, if he wants to move forward on the charges or not. He says he does with the flimsiest of evidence. And as someone who survived 9-11 and watched a building crumble in front of me from my rooftop in Brooklyn, these charges are illegitimate, they're absurd, they're ridiculous, and... It has to be stopped because if you can charge someone with domestic terrorism for wearing black, you can charge them for breathing incorrectly on a sidewalk.
2: How do you know it was for wearing black?
1: That's what it says on my warrant, for wearing black. On my warrant, it says because she was wearing black clothing... She was arrested.
0: It's not really a reason, it's just like, it's a political charge.
1: Yes, and they lied on the the warrants. They said that the Defend the Atlanta Forest Movement was classified as a domestic terrorist organization by the Department of Homeland Security, which was so ludicrous that the Department of Homeland Security came out and said, oh no, no, that's too fascist for us, we did not do that. How did you get into this? I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. I grew up between Atlanta and Nashville, Tennessee. Both my grandparents are from there. My grandfather, Graham, taught at Georgia Tech. I have paintings in my home that my grandmother, Graham, painted in DeKalb County, Georgia. I have a huge sense of connection to that area of the country. You're
0: not an outside agitator, like they were saying. They thought they said most of the people were from out of town.
1: It's very interesting. You know, on planet Earth, there are no outside agitators. One of the most famous outside agitators now has a day dedicated to him by the federal government, Martin Luther King Jr. He was called an outside agitator. He was arrested in DeKalb County and served time while he was driving someone to an oncology appointment because she had cancer. And they arrested him. Nothing wantedly. new here
0: then. Nothing
1: new. No, this is very old. It goes it's back. Actually, down
0: the feeding chain a little bit because that's Martin Luther King you're talking about. And Martin Luther King Jr. Like, yes. it's another protester, you know. Right? Yes, and yes.
1: Yeah. So they're trying to do this, but I don't think it's going to work because we're in a brand new time and age right now of information and transparency. It's not going to hold water because you can't charge someone for domestic terrorism for wearing black when. Actual terrorists kill thousands of people at once by driving planes through buildings
0: What happens next?
1: What happens next? I'm waiting to see what happens next and they have up to four years that they could charge me and during that time Who knows what will happen to me so far? I have my Airbnb account has been deactivated My chase account has been closed I lost my job at Fordham University. I'm not sure what's happening next, but I'm just trying to stay strong and work hard, like I've always done.
0: Are you like on probation, or do they control your movements and what you can say and things like that?
1: I'm not allowed to go to the forest, the Walani Forest, anymore. I'm not allowed to talk to, with uh, the other people that I got arrested with. Yeah, that's it. I have to check in with somebody called a pre-trial services. It feels like probation without actually being found guilty of anything. It's very strange. So I call him every week and talk to his voicemail and say nothing has changed, except last week I had a great update with which the DA is not going to How prosecute. How much is the bail? Uh, the bail was taken care of by the Atlanta Solidarity Fund. I Three of them got busted. On completely made up charges. One of the women that they arrested came. walk without a walker, and they wouldn't let her walk her in.
0: didn't stop them from helping you.
1: No, no, and they're back in action now. Bail funds are, and jail support, it's one of the oldest tools of activism in the United States. So we have to support people who are putting their lives on the line. In any way, shape, or form, you could even say that stealing bread from a grocery store during a time in which there's not a lot of jobs and people are being evicted every day, who's really the criminal there? I think the criminal is this country and that economy that's not caring for that person. That's it. Thank you, and everybody should support and stop Cop City.
0: Priscilla Grimm is a Georgia resident. She spent 31 days in jail on alleged state domestic terrorism charges and still faces prosecution by the Georgia Attorney General. Prosecutors have also floated the possibility of charging demonstrators under state racketeering or RICO charges meant to go after organized crime figures. Attorney Stanley Cohen is part of a team of lawyers representing another protester charged with domestic terrorism. Ariel Ebaugh is 22 years old and a lifelong resident of Georgia. Cohen filed a writ of habeas corpus, challenging her detention. Cohen says the state's domestic terrorism laws violate the United States Constitution by punishing freedom of speech. He adds the Georgia Attorney General may be planning to use a law passed to help former President Donald Trump by allowing the governor to remove county DAs he doesn't like.
2: I have no specific knowledge of why the, the district attorney in DeKalb County withdrew, but but it, I'd like to think that it's not mere in, uh, coincidence that she withdrew not long after we had filed an extensive brief in support of our request for habeas corpus because it highlighted the procedural and substantive issues that are attended. The NLG observer who was arrested and then yeah, held. Yeah, yeah, No, I, I don't think it's, that may be used as an example. One of the prime reasons we filed the Habe in this particular case before the indictments was we wanted people in power to take a close look at the statute to see if it had constitutional problems, either in process or in substance, and it had both. And to consider, do we really want to pursue, do we really want to walk down this road with this statute as the prime moving statute, where it's going to, in all likelihood, be struck down eventually? Do we want to spend the time, the energy, the resources where the Attorney General's office is pushing for prosecutions under the domestic terrorism statute. And I can't speak for the DA, but I think the facts of most of the people charged with it are clearly even if the statute survived constitutionality or the constitutional challenge, for almost all of those arrested, there's no application of that statute whatsoever. So I suspect that the DA's office took a broad look with a broad brush. Most of the charges or many of the people charged had domestic terrorism counts. They took a look at the law, took a look at the process, took a look at the statute and said to themselves, we really don't want to go down this path. And I suspect for political reasons, the attorney general's office, which is really has been for a number of years, a megaphone for the governor and and little else, said, no, we have to pursue this. The district attorney for DeKalb County
0: basically said she was ready to, you know, whatever the Georgia version of ACD, everybody. Because not that bad of things happen, really, to warrant even misdemeanor charges for the most part. Another government agency saying they want to throw people in jail for 20 years under domestic terrorism charges. Uh, is this country so divided? Well,
2: it's a political division. And the other thing you have to understand is this is not, as in federal prosecution, but it's been a foreign terrorist organization designation or an individual terrorist Designation. This is not a situation where you're dealing with young women and men who joined an FTO and engaged in an activity which furthered its ends. These are young women and men, uh, mostly young women and men, who uh, engaged in speech, association, assembly, and yes, coercive at times. And yes, it wasn't peaceful at times. But to go from that road with their background and what their purpose was about, especially in the light of the community opposition to the project to calling this domestic terrorism is a bizarre political gesture a little more. Now, the AG wants to do it because Governor Kemp is all in on this and because other reactionary and Republican state assemblies and legislatures and governors want to make political points out of resistance and opposition and speech and assembly. But, you know, local district attorneys, especially the district attorney of DeKalb County, who has a reputation for being extremely thorough and extremely learned and extremely experienced, took a look at this and said, on the law and on the facts, we disagree and we have the discretion to say, not here, not now. What will be interesting to see is whether under the new Georgia statute where the legislature has empowered Kemp to appoint a committee of five representatives to pick and choose whether they wish to remove county prosecutors because they believe they're not obeying the law and I think that was passed primarily to deal with the issue of the investigation in Fulton County of Trump. Attorney Stanley Cohen is part of a
0: team of lawyers representing Ariel Ebaugh a 22 year old protester who is facing a uh, long sentence in prison if convicted of domestic terrorism, Cohen filed a writ of habeas corpus challenging her detention as a violation of the First Amendment freedom of speech and assembly.